We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. The Raza, the Or, the light of Shabbat is all around us. So, extra, extra, read all about it. Right? So on Shabbat, it is said that we, we are blessed with this extra soul. They say, Neshama Yatera. But it doesn't literally translate as an extra soul, but rather more soul. It's not neshama acheret, another soul. It just says more soul. So I am brought to the title of our Torah reading for this week, which is Akeb. And Akeb is translated as many things on the heels of, um, if you follow, if you obey, if mm, you do something, furthermore, these are the things that will happen. If you follow these virtues of keeping God's commandment, then the eternal one will remain yours faithfully and keep the covenant that was made on oath with your fathers and with your mothers. And the Akeb here, that if you follow, there is a promise of a land of milk and honey. There's a lot of physical promises. And this parasha is, is just replete with language of, of um, corporealness. For example, it says, God will favor you and bless you and multiply you, blessing your issue from the womb. The wondrous acts that you saw with your eyes, God subjected you to hunger and they, and then gave you manna to eat. The clothes upon you that did not wear out, nor did your feet swell in these 40 years of wandering in the desert. A lot of physicality. When you've eaten your fill and you have built fine houses to live in, every spot on which your foot treads shall be yours. This is the promise, Akev, if you follow, right? If you follow and if you obey. But here's the one. Here's, here's the real promise. For God is bringing you to a good land. A land of streams and springs and fountains coming forth from valley and hill. It is like something you see in the movies, right? You know, when you're waiting for the, your movie to, to, to start and, and, you know, real estate, you know, advertisement comes after one after another. A land where you shall eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack for nothing, where rocks are iron and from whose hills you will mine copper. Hmm. We have been, 
There's been interest floating in the air about mining land where there is, that is covered with ice under which there's uranium and ore. And that is the promise of this covenant. And it's the promise after you've trekked through this brutal, treacherous wilderness. Now, even the Midrash is going on, you know, is, is piggybacking on this promise. And it says that, you know, this whole 40 years that you've been, you've been in the wilderness, the current inhabitants of this land that you are going to, you know what they were doing? They were planting vineyards and planting fields. They were harvesting, uh, they, were, they were cultivating fruit trees, waiting for when you will be in the land of Israel and that you will set your foot there and you will find it full of blessing. And the other promise, Akev, if you follow, if you follow this commandment, then you Israelites, you don't have to fear because God will clear them away, will make the way for the Israelites. Let's just leave it at that, right? But in this promise of more and more and more blessing, there's one that stands out starkly. It says, the human being, says man, shall not live by what? By bread alone. Right? All this promise and then eh, screeching halt. With all of this I'm giving to you, you cannot live by all of these richness alone. So, if this was a film, right, we are trekking to the wilderness and we are like this kind of gray mass, suddenly those of us who say halt will be that one figure that's going to be in red, right? That one red figure dressed in red while everybody's streaming in gray. So this, this figure in red is now thinking, well, what does it mean to be not just a being thinking about what to put in my mouth? What does it mean to be transcending my, all these things that I want to do for my, to maintain my eye, right? I'm sure you have a whole list of the things that you do to maintain your lovely selves. And we should. So this red being is now saying to, to self, self, does it mean transcending my need for that lechem, for that bread, transcending my being that just survives because of lechem? Does it mean that I am going to erase my physical self? Does it mean that we have to obliterate the physical self to be in the transcendent world? So the answer to this, of course, comes from sages. And one was coined by the Slonim Rebbe. As Torah HaMitzvot, looking at Torah and Mitzvot, or Torah of Mitzvot, right? The teaching of the commandments in this way that these are modes of illumination rather than obligations. If God is understood as a source of this light, that which we are, you know, we sang about it and we raised it when we enter this room, 
if Torah is looked upon as a chant, as, as a kind of being in radiance, like if you and I are engaging in Torah and mitzvot, like the mitzvah of doing Shabbat, then all these things that we've been doing here, that, that Shir Yaakov gently, really, really, in many ways, like, did this to us, right? He cradled us to live in meditative process today and in devotional process today. All of these things that we just did are ways of achieving this kind of enlightenment, this kind of radiance, this kind of living in the lev and living in the light, living in the heart and living in the light. So I bring again one back to the Slonimer Rebbe, a Jewish mystic of this uh, 20th century, past 20th century, where he actually says, wait, hold on. It's not just living in the Lev. He says, Mo, uh, he says, Moham, Moham Belibam. He says, living in what you and I might translate as the brain, right? Or the mind and living in the heart, which is the heart would be something more internal. Putting that together, he brings the possibility then that is that it is not just a metaphysical state or an emotional state, but it's also a physical state. Hence, all the things that we did, the closing the eyes, the singing, the intentional singing, the repetition, the standing, the sitting down, all of these intentional ways of doing Moach and Belibam, just bringing both of those things together. If Shabbat, then, is one of these mitzvot, we have a chance, when we are doing this together, a chance to live in this lev, in this higher state of being, a higher functioning where there's, a, literally, when I walk in here, another kind of brightness, a kind of softness of the air, a kind of lucidity that I would not experience when I'm one of the gray masses, stream of people just, just flowing outside. The Baal Shem Tov, another one of our revered teachers in Judaism, also brings this story that this kind of light, this kind of softness that you and I are experiencing, he says there was a time when God had to hide the light of the Torah so that the Torah became, until the Torah could become the source through which the mind, right, this physical set being, could be transformed and that we, through this mind and this heart, like we call it, right, when we say, I really feel like I'm, you know, touching the top of my head and, and and lifting up from my heart and everything that resides between here and here with all of that being becomes the way we engage in the mitzvah of Shabbat. We go back to Akeb. Akeb, what is this extra thing? What are we, what are we going to gain with more if you follow the virtues that have been taken on by the Jewish, by, by the Israelites. It also means then that there would be a kind of convergence between my metaphysical and my physical as when we gathered in this place. 
when we physically filled this room, when we physically filled this room, we brought in a primordial light of Torah that pre-existed in create, before creation. And that it is this light that shines on all of us, and all of us, it shines on us like it is food. Right? It is not metaphysical. It is food. So it is the bread that man, human being does not live by bread alone. We need this other experience that we are having and we are cultivating because this is food that we need for our sustenance. So we go back. That one red being, right? In red. While every, all the gray, uh, stream of humanity is, is floating by. That one red being is actually saying, I am suddenly now being I myself. But I'm also not just identifying with the stream. I am identifying with the I in that is within. The transformation of my individuality into a transcendent I in a transcendent inner eye is the work that we are doing. And it is relatively straightforward. I don't like to deal in something that I, that I feel like cannot be delivered. But in this, I feel like there is something that can be delivered to each one of us. And it is straightforward. For the Slomina Rebbe, for example, the mitzvot then is really simply about cleaving to God, right? So when we say the ani, the one I, is transformed, it transcended I in this, in this community, then it is like a, a cleaving. When they say an ayin, what is an ayin? Yes, someone touched their eyes, yes. Could be your eyes, right? It could be also a fountain. The ani, the one, go cleaves into its straight ears, into the inner eye into identifying with something more than that which needs to be to be nourished by bread alone. Extra, extra, read all about it. We had the extra soul or the more soul of Shabbat. If that more soul of Shabbat really is this transcendent light that not only illuminates this room, but illuminates your faces that I am looking at. So this is the stuff you can't make up. When you stand here, you see faces that are truly illumined. I'd like to take then this illuminated or this illuminated face to look at where we're living today. And just change the language, right? Because our Torah reading is so replete with what I call like we are being pillowed by references to our fleshic selves, our, our, mort our mortal selves in this Torah reading. So I will just add a few words to some of the verses that I said earlier. God will favor you and bless you and multiply you, blessing your issue from the womb. O immigrant in a detention camp. The wondrous eyes, acts that you saw with your eyes, those acts of kindness from visitors, from people that advocated that you should have soap and food. 
You immigrant, God subjected you to the hardship of hunger and then gave you manna to eat. The clothes upon you did not wear out, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. I know that that is your dream, O person who is knocking at the doors of this country. This country that to, to most Jews is the promised land. This country was called the Golden Medina. The golden country, the golden salvation of the Jewish people. And now those of us Jews who are out here in, in urban land, when you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses to live in, dot, 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 let us think of all the others who we fear. Because our Torah says, every spot on which your foot treads shall be yours. And in conclusion, I'd like to say the words of Moses. Moses said, you know, I stayed on that mountain 40 days and 40 nights, eating no bread and drinking no water. Would we even imagine ourselves advocating for others, staying on a mountain 40 days and 40 nights, eating no bread and drinking no water? And we go back into the promise, and the promise is to all Americans and to all Jews all over the world, and to all humanity, the promise of the Torah is, for God is bringing you to a good land, a land of streams and springs and fountains coming forth from valley and hill, a land of wheat, barley, vine, fig, and pomegranate. Maybe not that. Maybe a land of wheat, barley, soybeans, corn, apples, peaches. A land of olive oil and honey. Okay, maybe not that, but a land of milk and honey. A land where you shall eat bread without scarcity. It is possible in this country where you will lack nothing. It is possible in this country where rocks, where our rocks are iron and from whose hills you will mine copper. That is the promise of the covenant and the brutal treacherous trek through the wilderness. May we my prayer for tonight is may we just absorb and just revel in this Raza, the Shabbat, this ore of light, this ore of Shabbat, and apply this ore to our mocham belibam, right? To our mind and heart, and truly open our eyes. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>